welcome to the West Chiropractic Podcast. So here we go again. Thank you so much for all your support over the past couple of months as we launched this podcast. Things are going really, really good. Um, it is December the 4th today. Um, I had a lovely day yesterday celebrating my middle brother's 30th birthday. So we uh, had a lovely meal last night in the Mulberry in, in Chiddingfold. So there's a shameless plug there. I'm not even getting paid for it, but it was really, really good. So I, I recommend um, anybody, if, you, if you're down that way, it's a beautiful little town. And uh, we had a lovely bit of food and celebrating my, my bro's birthday. It was amazing. Um, obviously home by 10, tucked up in bed and uh, ready to go today. So here we are, Friday, Friday the 4th, looking forward to the weekend. A couple more weeks to Christmas. We've got the Christmas decorations up here at West Chiropractic. Uh, so Lauren and the team on the front desk did an amazing job there. Uh, it looks really, really good, really festive. And it's, it's great to see so many people getting excited for Christmas. And I think... Everyone has just been so programmed to not necessarily getting towards the end of the year, but looking forward to having a bit of time off. And I think once we come out of this, well now we have come out of this second lockdown, it's great to see some of the restrictions being released. Everyone's still abiding by you know, most of the rules and keeping uh, everybody safe, keeping their families safe. And ultimately, it's going to allow people to, to see their families at Christmas, which is a, a really nice touch. Um, so although it'll be a slightly different one, um, we're really looking forward to it and taking a bit of time off. So on that as well, the, the clinic, we close the clinic on Thursday the 24th at lunchtime, so that's at 12 o'clock, and then we have the, the whole period off, so we'll be back on Monday the 4th. So if you need anything in that time, please don't hesitate, we'll be on emails, texts, so ping us and we can get something arranged for you. If you do have a crisis, please let us know. Um, so yeah, everything's all good. Um, so I wanted to talk to you today. I released a blog post the other day about sciatica and slip disc. So I wanted to go into a little bit more detail about sciatica and slip disc and what it actually is, what the different, thing, the different things mean and how we treat it in the clinic and some advice that I can give you guys that you can start doing at home today. So what is a slip disc? Well, the common term for it is actually a prolapsed disc. So the disc doesn't actually slip per se. And I should probably start by telling you what a disc actually is. So in between the spine, there are the things called vertebra. So the vertebra are your bones. And if you run your hand down the spine, you can feel the knobbly bits on the base of your back that go all the way from the bottom of the spine, all the way up to the top of the spine at the top of the neck here. So these are the vertebra. And the bits that stick out the back, they're called spinous processes. So those are the knobbly bits you can feel. Now, if you go a bit further in, you're not going to be able to feel this, obviously, because there's too much muscle and tissue in the way but there's little cushions in between. So these are the discs. Now, you've got to think of a disc like a jam donut. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, I, I'm hungry too, but that's okay. So they have the jam donuts are the cushions in between the vertebra. Because if you had vertebra stacked on top of vertebra without anything between, it's going to be quite painful and you're not going to be able to move your spine, be mobile. And that is exactly what the spine is designed for. It needs to be able to shift into places, move into places, and be able to keep you, you know, either sitting for long periods of time if you have to work. It needs to be able to move dynamically, move at the drop of a hat if we're in danger, fight flight response. And it has to have those shock absorber cushions in between, which are the discs. So it's really, really important we actually look after those discs. Otherwise, we're going to have trouble um, later on in life. So uh, it's one of the most common things that we see here in the clinic, if not the most common, is a, a prolapsed disc or a bulging disc. So what actually happens? Well, <clears throat> the most common disc to have any damage to it is the lowest disc in the in the spine. So the spine is labeled from top to bottom. You have the seven top bones, they're called cervical, so cervical one to seven. 
Then you have your thoracic region, so that's the mid region where your ribs are. So it goes from the, the bottom of your neck all the way down to the bottom of your ribs. There's 12 vertebrae there. And then the biggest vertebra, those are called your lumbar vertebra. So they're in the low back. And the most common disc to go is your L5 S1 disc. So that's right at the base of the spine, just before you get into the, the tailbone or the sacrum. And <clears throat> what people always ask me, they say, well, what, what, like, what actually happens? Well, that's a really good question. And one of the main things that we find out is the exact cause of the disc issue. So why is there a prolapse disc? What's caused it? Is it um, bad habits? Is it instability through the base of the spine? Is it an unstable pelvis putting more pressure through that disc? Or is it a lack of muscle control around the lower back to actually stabilize the joints and the disc is then taking up more pressure over time? Whichever one it is, we've got to isolate it to make sure that we can remedy the problem and get you back in the best position. So with that being said, over time the disc, it starts to get more compressed because the vertebra, they squash down on the disc. And with that pressure, if you imagine you put your hands on top of a jam donut and squeeze the jam donut, the jam starts to press on the dough. And that's when we start to get more inflammation. So in that spinal canal where the nerves run through, there's going to be more tissue, more swelling, and more inflammation in those areas. So it's really important that we get that pressure off and find out what's been causing the pressure on the disc. In more uh, drastic scenarios, so um, people often say, oh, I literally just like went, went skiing or I got up in the morning, put my socks on, bent down to put my socks on, and my back just completely went and had an MRI the day later and it sort of showed that I prolapsed my L5-S1 disc. So what happens there is the jam comes out of the donut. So you get it, it still hangs on, but it just pierces out the donut and that's when you start to get things like sciatica and really raging chronic low back pain where it's really, really sharp, really acute and you can't actually move or bend and that's when people come to see us and they're kind of hobbled over on one side or they're flexed forwards and it's, um, it's, a, you know, it's a battle to even get them on the bed, let alone start treating them. So it's really important we try and catch it early to prevent that from happening, that, that, cr that crisis episode. Um, the, the third one and the, the least likely one is where the disc, the, the jam bit, completely snaps off. And then it's just floating around in the spinal canal. It does get reabsorbed over time, but it can cause problems while it's there. Um, so that's the last thing we want to do as well. So... The sciatica, the sciatica will come from either the pressure from the disc, so when the jam donut has actually been bulging, um, and it also comes from when you've got a prolapsed disc. So when the jam actually comes out, then it can touch the sciatic nerve, and that can be really, really uncomfortable. That's when people can have you know, pain on the back of the legs. They may describe shooting pain, pins and needles, numbness, cold patches through the leg, or even a lack of control through the leg. When you start to have um, you know, a lack of strength in the leg, that's a, that's a concern. And that's something that needs to be adjusted you know, quickly to make sure that we're not causing any long-term damage. So yeah, most, th most thing is to be careful with these discs. Ma major thing is, um, and most important thing is to find out exactly what's causing it first and get the right help that you need. So always find a practitioner, um, somebody who's gonna examine you fully. Someone's gonna find out exactly what the root cause of it is and doesn't start jumping on you straight away or treating you straight away because they need to find out the whole picture, okay? Uh, the most common uh, port of call is usually going to the GP first. So we usually see people once they've seen the GP and they've been prescribed things like tramadol, diazepam, cocodine, um, sorry, cocodamol. Uh, and then when things, those don't work, people often say, oh, that literally didn't even touch the sides. They'll go on to stronger stuff. So things like pregabalin and metriptyline, which are actually um, they're like nerve-based drugs. So they will help to numb the pain long-term. But again, these drugs are not designed to be on long-term use. So... Just make sure we're not using those for too long. So um, one of the things we've been using a lot, and it's become really, really popular over the past couple of months, is our decompression machine. 
And you may have seen a couple of videos online on our social media about decompression. So I just wanted to touch uh, base and just tell you guys a little bit more about what it actually is. So we ordered it uh, end of last year, I believe, from America. And it's really, really popular in America um, because they seem to have a lot of disc issues as well. Who'd have thought it, right? People are, people are the same on both sides. Um, and the reason people are having more disc issues is because we sit for too long. And that's one of the main things that causes disc problems. You know, our spines are not designed to be in that position. So if you think when you're sitting, your pelvis is tucked underneath, it's got all that pressure going through that lower disc, and it's going to cause more stress. So we need to make sure we're, we're not sitting for too long. And if we are, we're in the right position. So the decompression, what it does is we isolate the disc first to find out which one it is. And as I said, it's usually L5S1, but often L4-5 or L3-2 further up the back. And our patients, they lie on the decompression machine. We put the belts, either two belts, so they go either side of where the decompression is. And... We put in a very gentle amount of pressure to start with. The pressure will pull the base of the spine very, very gently to allow that lower disc to open up and give more gapping between the area underneath. It's really, really gentle, super, super relaxing. It allows that disc to start coming back into a better position and kind of retract back into the spine. So the main thing is we've got to create the space. We've got to create an area for the disc to move back in to separate the vertebra. So the decompression does that. And the program that we use works on a pyramid scale. So it goes up on a pyramid. So it puts a bit of pressure on, holds it for 30 seconds, more pressure, holds for 30 seconds, more pressure for 30 seconds. And it does that for 10 minutes. And it starts to come back down the other side of the pyramid. So it, it holds, releases the pressure, holds, releases the pressure. And the table underneath is on a pulley system. So that, that pulley is starting to pull the table, pull the bum, pull the lower back, taking all that pressure off the lower back which is really, really important to make sure you get your nice decompression through the base of the spine. So it's a 25-minute session. It's super effective. People have said once they're on it, oh, I can literally feel the sciatic pain reducing. They get up off it, and quite, quite rightly sometimes it can be a little bit stiff when you get off it, which is not uncommon because we're obviously stretching the spine with some pressure. But as soon as they start walking, as soon as they start getting back out of the clinic, I always tell them to go for a little walk up and down the parade. Just to get some freedom, some blood, some oxygen moving through those muscles, really, really important to do that. And they say, you know what? It's starting to feel better, even after just one session. So if you haven't had a go on it, um, please let me know. Like, have a taste of session, have a try, have one on me. Um, all you need to do is just, re just reply to us, just send us an email and we'll get you booked in next time you have a, a treatment with us and we can put the decompression before or after, see what you think and if you like it, we can run from there. Or if you know anybody, any friends, family members who have talked about sciatica, talked about slip discs and have tried loads of things and haven't tried any decompression treatment, please let us know. And likewise, if anyone's thinking about having surgery, so if there's any way that we could prevent surgery, we'd love to be able to help. So again, they can have a taster session. If they're finding that it benefits them, then I would definitely recommend a course so they get benefit and uh, you know try and prevent any uh, life-altering surgery. It's the last thing we want to do, particularly fusions. It can cause a, lot, a lack of mobility in the spine. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not completely against surgery. There's a time and a place, of course, but I think we have to exhaust all avenues before we go down that route, and that needs to be the, the final case. So hopefully that all makes sense. Um, so this month we saw a, a big resurgence of the spine MOTs. So we saw a lot of old clients coming back into the clinic, which was super nice to see. Um, and the spine MOT, if you haven't had one for a while, if you listen to this and you haven't been in for a couple of months, book yourself in. What I mean by a spine MOT, it's a free check. So we do your posture photos, we do a spine examination, um, we have a, a medical history to find out what's been going on, what's changed since we last saw you, and then of course we get you adjusted. So the first part of that is all on us, 
And then um, if you want to get adjusted, we can get you, get you adjusted, get you back on track, get you where you need to be. We're seeing a lot of people coming back in uh, who have been working from home since March and are looking like they're going to be working home for the first half of next year as well. So please let us know. If you need to assess your desk position as well, give us a shout. We can have a look at that. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get you back moving and back out of that desk position as quickly as possible. So another thing I want to run through is the best exercise for a slip disc. So the best exercise for a slip disc is obviously when there's chronic back pain and um, you're in a really uh, acute flare-up of that chronic issue. So what I mean by that is it's being a long-standing thing that flares up every few months. So how do we get out of that acute flare-up to get our bodies back in the best position? Well, one of the best ways to do it is called a cat-camel exercise. So the cat-camel exercise is where you're on all fours. I'm going to put a link from YouTube into this as well. And it allows your body to, it flosses the sciatic nerve where the hole comes out. So you're on all fours, wrists, uh, shoulders stacked over the wrists, on your knees, spine in a neutral position. And what you want to do is take a deep breath in and gradually round the spine like you're a, a cat, I guess. And it goes all the way up, rounding the back, head drops down, bum comes all the way up. And then very, very slowly, another five seconds, breathe out and the head comes all the way up. So you extend the head and you get a nice curve in the base of the spine. So super, super gentle. Take it nice and easy. You don't want to be jamming your back up or stretching your back too far. Just enough to feel a stretch through the base of the spine and allow that nerve to come back in a good position. So take it super, super gentle on that one. And that will allow some, some deep breaths to get into the base of your back. Help the diaphragm to start moving the muscles around as well. And I would recommend anywhere between five to 10 repetitions. So five seconds on the way up, five seconds on the way down, that's one rep. So repeat that at least five times. Take a rest and do it two more times. So that's the cat camel exercise. And I'll put a link in the, the notes below here for that. Okay. Couple more points on the um, on what's been going on a lot in the clinic. A very happy birthday to Audrey. She won't mind me saying. <laughs> so yeah, she had a lovely day last Saturday. I know she was, um, you know, off for a few days and celebrating. So a very happy birthday to Audrey. We've got um, my book. So my book's been out for a couple of months now. Thank you to all of you who have um, purchased that and uh, bought on Amazon and left a really kind review. If you have read it and you do like it, please, I'd love a review on Amazon. That'd be amazing. Preferably five stars. If it's going to be anything less, maybe just come to me first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'd really, really appreciate that. So um, any, any kind of feedback, that'd be great. Um, and then we're going to go on to my resource of the week as well. So the resource of the week for this week is actually a YouTube channel that I've been using. Um, so many of you may have listened to my last podcast where I talked about my struggles with my back. So this is a fantastic YouTube channel called it's The Essence of Living TV. And there's a lady on there called Michelle Merrifield. And what she does is loads of back strengthening exercises for beginners, for advanced people. And it's based around kind of yoga, Pilates, bar, and they're really strong core muscles, getting the glutes in the best position. So I found that when I was coming out of my back spasm, I used these loads and loads and loads, and it's really got my back in the best position. So I'll put the link in again, Essence of Living TV. It only takes about 10, 15 minutes. If you're doing those three times a week, oh my goodness, your back's going to be in such better shape. So I hope that helps. Great to see you guys. Great to hear you guys. And uh, I'll catch you next month.